praising things. Thank you for your anointing, for your grace, for the things that you have begun to do in this house today. Flower face, the grass with us, the words abide forever. Lord, mark us with your word tonight, this, this morning. And let your name be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name. Understanding giving. Matthew 18, Jesus was teaching on the parable of the sower. And further down, I think, uh, verse 13 or so, he, will, he, will, he differentiates the sons of men into four groups. The confused-hearted group, the impatient-hearted group, the materialistic group, and of course our group, amen, the fruitful-hearted group, amen. He says something very insightful that the wise child of God must not miss. The first group, he said, they heard the word, but as soon as they left, the wicked one stole the word because they did not understand it. That's what he said verbatim. They did not understand it. In other words, the word you hear and don't understand cannot help you. It's not enough to hear. It's crucial that you understand. Solomon said, with all you're getting, get understanding. Whatever you have to do, different translations, especially in this day day and age, we don't really have any excuse. You all are the technology age. You're not like my age where we used to buy all these books just to understand the Bible more. It's all on your phone. The, the new translations. And don't let anybody confuse you and tell you, oh, the Amplified Bible, the only, the only authentic Bible is the King James Bible. Only foolish people talk like that. Because it just shows you don't understand the history of man. The reason why the King James Bible is the way it is, is because that's how they spoke when they first translated the Bible. You understand? The English language experiences a major shift every hundred years. You should know that. When I was growing up, if you say something is bad, that means it's horrible. If you tell my son, oh, it's bad, that means it's... <laughs> language don't change. I mean, I'm always struggling to change with it with all these use before they lose me, you know. You understand? So, saying that we must stick with the King James or we must stick with hymns. Hymns, when hymns were being sung, it's like rap today. There's no such thing as a, 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 a Christian music. What we have is Christian lyrics. And the devil didn't create anything. He just perverts it. All music is created by God. So we must get it all. The kingdom of this world shall become the kingdom of our God and his Christ. We must take everything back and glorify God who gave it. You understand what I'm saying? So don't get like all these religious people. You know, the amplifier says, as I'm speaking to you, uh, you know, the microphone, the amplifier is making it, you know, amplifier is making you hear louder. But are you hearing anything I'm not saying? No, you're hearing what I'm saying, but you're hearing louder. So if you want to hear the Bible louder, go to the amplified. Say amen, somebody. But what's far more crucial is that you understand. Somebody say, get understanding. And what I want to do this morning, I want to really dig into this giving thing. 
because I know your pastor, you know, it's just, he, he won't tell you. But me, I'll tell you, I won't look at your face. I know Jesus wrote your face. Praise the Lord. Because I'm truly, truly interested in your doing well. Listen, the beloved man of God of blessed memory, Archbishop Bensinida Hosa said, the sky is too big for two birds to collide. What do you mean, pastor? God is not a pizza God. He's not a pie God. Pizza, you know pizza. Twelve slices and fifteen of you. And mama rings the bell. Mama, 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 mama. You better pass me not by gentle. You better rush if not you miss out. God's not pizza. God is a river God. He has inexhaustible blessings for. And what he has for you is different from what he has for you. It's different from what he has for you. That is why it is an insult on God's divine integrity for you to be envious of anybody. Because there's nothing that they drive or live in or own or marry to that God cannot give you your own. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it is insulting to him that you want what your brother or your sister has when God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo, and he has much more for you. Praise the Lord. Inexhaustible provisions he has for every one of us. And stop listening to preachers who said that only some of us are supposed to be millionaires. When we say millionaire, we don't mean millionaire in Naira. I just thought I should make it clear. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. I have two children. I want both of them to do well. That's what every loving father wants. Praise the Lord. So let's dig in the word this morning. Let's dig in the word this morning and understand the mind of God concerning this. Is that okay? Everything God controls gives. Everyone God controls gives. The sun gives of its warmth. The moon gives of its light. The stars give of their beauty. The plants give of their fruits. The proof that God is now in control of your life is when you become a giver. Giving is the essence of who God is. I'm saying, well, I thought God is love. Yes, God is love. But love ventilates itself through giving. You can give without loving. You cannot love without giving. For God so loved the world that he what? Never ever measure people's love for you by what they say to you. Do you still love me? Always measure people's love for you by what they do for you. And what they do to you. Can all my single, single ladies, single ladies, raise up your hand. Some of you are shy. 
to a single lady, stand up, stand up, stand up. I want all my guys, my single guys, my single guys, look at them very well, very well, very well. I allow you in Jesus' name to take them out on a date. Let the, give the Lord a round of applause for that. Now, but here's the thing. If all what they are telling you is I love you and they don't buy you flour, they don't buy you chocolate, they don't buy you card. And they're telling you, I see, I saw your name in a dream when I was fasting. Tell them that man came from Houston and said, you are not the one. You are not the one. You may be the sister. God bless you. Praise the Lord. And it's not about what you have. It is about the heart you have. Even a three-year-old will paint you a picture. Love will always find a way to give. Love will never make an excuse for not giving. Let's, let's look at the word of God. Look at Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. Hear the words of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let Ayah shut up and let Jesus talk. Is that okay? Look at what, how it begins. Give. Give. That's how he started it. So you that you're there saying, I will tithe when I become a millionaire. You will never tithe and you will never become a millionaire. Do you still love me? Because right there where you're sitting, God has already given you so much. He gave you your life. He gave you your strength. He gave you your health. He gave you family. He gave you connection. Put you in a great church. Put you in a wonderful ministry. You're hearing so much word. You are all, you have already been given so much. Yet you're saying, if you make me a millionaire, be quiet! You're already much better than most millionaires. You are just using an excuse to justify your selfishness. Jesus said, from where you are now, give. Now notice, he did not just say give money. When we preachers quote the scripture, we always say, meaning give money. That's not what, that's not what Jesus said. He said give. Your time, your talent, your treasure, your love, your care, your counsel, your connection, your information, your help. Give! Of course, it includes money. Of course. Because if you are like many of us who earn legitimately, you are not a Yahoo boy. Praise the Lord. You spend your life for your money. Your mo- That's why those who misabuse and misuse money, they are abusing and misusing life. Because your employer did not pay you by you sitting at home watching Nollywood. You exchange units of your life for your money. So when you bring your money to the, it's a holy thing. You are literally doing what Paul said, presenting your body a living sac, presenting your life a living sacrifice. Because that money is representative of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's inclusive of that. But it's much more beyond and broader, broader than that. Jesus said, give and it will. I love this translation. It will be given to you. 
It will be given to you. You could never outgive God. He's trying to let you and I know. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. The second part is the one I really love. I love the first part. But this second part, look at what he said. For with the, oh, I can't hear you, Kingsfield. For with the, for with the, the same. <laughs> that means you control what comes back to you. Not God, not your pastor as wonderful as he is, not your church, not your economy, not your politicians, not who is in Azeroth. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't vote. You should go and vote. You should go and get your PVC and count. How many Christians are in Nigeria? If all of us will be wise and get our PVCs, we'll kick all of this, this, this corrupt politicians out. But as corrupt as they are, God is so much in love with you that he did not put your well-being in their hands. Oh, you can't hear me. So as you vote, you always tell yourself, yes, I'm voting, but I know that my life and my future and my children's future is not in your hands. Praise the Lord. Your well-being is at the mercy of your obedience. It says the same. The same. That means if you wanted to come back little, then give it little. No force, no fight. If you wanted to come back abundantly, then give it abundantly. The same. See, your pastor is a nice man. I don't think he watches the giving. Me, when I started church, I watched the giving. Watch what everybody give. Because if you're not a titan, no way you'll be, you be a leader in this house. You can go to the next church. Praise the Lord. Ah, why do you do that? Because Jesus did. Jesus watches what you give. That's how he knew that woman gave two mites. Not just that, he knew she gave two mites. From nothing. And he applauded her because it's not the amount, it's the proportion. So she gave more than everybody else. Because if, we, we if it's us, we'll look at the amount. We'll applaud the guy that gave one million. Hey, more than the guy that gave one. But to Jesus, no, 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 no. He looks at the proportion. Because God is a proportionate God. Say amen, somebody. With the same. With the same, I control what comes back to me. I control what comes back to me by how I give it out. That's what Jesus is saying. Let's go hear what Paul said. Second Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6. Second Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 6. Look at this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But this I say, watch this. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. It's almost a, 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 just a, in the same interpretation of what Jesus said. Now listen, if you want a sparing harvest, sow a sparing seed, no force. If you want a bountiful harvest, sow a bountiful seed. What the, 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 the harvest 
is commensurate with the seed. And because you control the seed, you control the harvest. Let's read on. Verse 7. Verse 7. But let each one, let each one, oh, so the sowing and the reaping he was talking about before, he was giving, he was talking about. Praise the Lord. You understand what the word So when you talk about so, child of God, please do not confuse sowing with spending. Nothing wrong with spending. Nothing wrong with eating. The first, they both leave your hands. Sowing and spending, both leave your hands. One of them goes into your future. And returns multiplied. The other one ends in the toilet. Everything you eat ends in the toilet. Praise the Lord. Hundred years from now, nobody's going to care who designed your suit or how fancy your shoes are. Or how much I don't want my sisters to be mad with me. All that nails and makeup and hair and all that, you know. Praise the Lord. You all know much of what we do is acting. Nobody likes to be themselves. Praise the Lord. People only remember you for two things. What you gave to them and what you took from them. To all of the money you spend on the hair. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's wrong to look good. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong to, to look good, to wear makeup. And, and I'm not, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you must understand that what you spend, you lose. What you spend goes. What you sow, you never lose. What you give returns. Praise the Lord. So he said, let each one give as he proposed in his heart. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. I thought God loves everybody. Well, he has a special kind of affection. What you ever give us? That's what Paul said. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, I want to be one of them. Now give me verse, verse 8. Give me verse 8. And God is able. Somebody say God is able. Say it with more conviction. God is able. Say it with more passion. God is able. Somebody shout, God is able. Able to make all grace. To abound towards you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have abundance for all good work. Always, all grace, all things, all sufficiency. This is the only place in the new covenant that the believer has access to all grace. Go and check. There is no other place in the New Testament that the saints... Has access to all grace other than here. 
And Paul links it with giving. Now you know grace is, 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 is the mantle I carry. So what is grace? Unmerited favor, that's true. Grace is favor that's not merited, but that's not all what grace is. <laughs> grace is God putting an invisible code on a man. Like Jacob did Joseph. That when he puts it on, what was not working starts working. Many times, many men can trace their pre-grace days and their post-grace days. Because pre-grace, what took three years, post-grace would take three minutes. Accelerated results. Luke chapter 5 is in your Bible because of time. I can't get into it. Peter toiled all night, caught nothing. Peter was a fisherman. Now, now, now. Peter fishing is different from how we fish in Houston. In Houston, we have all these nice subdivisions and we have all these pools, artificial pools in the back and they put fish inside. And when you fish, when you catch fish, by law, you must drop the fish back. You know we can't be hungry. <laughs> hungry people don't do that kind of thing. Praise the Lord. So we are not fishing because we are hungry. We are fishing because we are recreation. Relaxation. Peter not be like that though. So if Peter did not catch fish for a prolonged period, him and his household would starve to death. That was his livelihood. That was all he knew. He meets Jesus. <laughs> Who else to meet after so much failure? It's in your Bible. Jesus asks him for his boat. Because if you walk with God, every now and again, he will ask you for the precious. Thank God, not every time, but every now and again. Because I needed to get it. Jesus asking Peter for his boat is different from Jesus asking me for my boat. Me giving Jesus my boat, all I lose is recreation. Peter losing, giving Jesus his boat, he's lo losing his livelihood completely. It's like asking a doctor for his stethoscope. Now watch this. This is all in your Bible. Jesus takes the boat, uses it for ministry, and gives him back the boat. <laughs> because there's nothing God asks you for that he will not return multiplied. Anytime and every time God asks you for anything, it is not because he wants to freeload on you. Freeload means take an advantage of. We don't ask for tithes and offerings at Kingsville because we need your money. We have been doing what God called us to do before you came. If you are not here, we'll continue to do it. It's because you need the harvest. Oh God, Lord, help me. Help me. Now watch this. He gives him the boat. Tells the man, same man. That means the problem is not with the man. 
to go back to the same place. That means the problem is not with the place. For those of you thinking my problem will be over when I get to Canada, don't be a poor Nigerian. Translate into a poor Canadian. Listen, there are beggars on the streets of Houston and beggars on the streets of New York. I live in both cities. Many people you know that are abroad is only shame that is preventing them from coming back. May that not be your plight in Jesus' name. God can bless you anywhere. God will bless you off right here. Nothing wrong in traveling abroad, but you don't have to go. You don't, you should not go because you have to go. You should go because you choose to go. Many of us want to come back here. Why do you think I'm here? There's so much wealth here and you want to run away. Now, if it's leading you to go, that's a different thing. But if you think we pluck money on the streets of America, Praise the Lord. Tells him to go back and do the same thing. That means your problem is not your vocation, it's not your work. Somebody shout grace. Because with the same man in the same place, doing the same job, what did not work Pre-grace. <laughs> Net breaking harvest post-grace. Grace is all you need. Grace is all you need. That grace is not unique to just United Kingdom. That grace we access by our loving gifts to God. Say amen, somebody. Thank you, Lord. God, I gotta move. Y'all are pulling so much out of me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We looked at this. We looked at this uh, uh, yesterday. Let's look at it again. First Timothy chapter six, verse seventeen to nineteen. First Timothy chapter six, verse seventeen to nineteen. Command those who are rich in this world that they are going to hell. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just making sure. Let me wear my okay. Praise the Lord. So you know those who tell you. Going to hell if you have money. They are not exactly preaching the Bible. Praise the Lord. Of course, getting to heaven has nothing to do with the money you have. But thank God, money money doesn't solve happiness. Money doesn't bring happiness. That's true. Not having money doesn't bring happiness too. It's in the presence of God that is fullness of joy. Joy is procured. Whether you are in a Volkswagen, do they still have Volkswagen here? 
You guys don't use Volkswagen anymore. You've gone far from whether. <laughs> I was going to say whether you're in a Volkswagen or you're in V-Boot. So you know the boy has been out of the country for so long. What should I use now? I know G-Wagon is now the in thing, right? So the joy has nothing to do with the car, but has everything to do with God's presence. And just because I cannot use my eyes to hear does not mean I don't need eyes. That's not the purpose for money. The purpose of money is not to, is not to bring you happiness. Provision is needed for the vision. The purpose of money, it's the means to an end to make you achieve what God has put in your heart because no matter how wonderful the vision God has given you, you need money to accomplish it. Solomon said money answers all things. What he means by that is that money answers all earthly things because you know in the Old Testament all, they didn't have an understanding of the spiritual realm. That's why they will say stuff like the evil spirit from God. Was on Saul as David paid the have the evil spirit because to them everything was from God. They didn't have an understanding of the kingdom of darkness. Now we know better because money is the currency of the physical, just as faith is the currency of the spiritual. You need both. Praise the Lord. Because you are a spiritual being living in a physical world. And it's called currency because it flows. Money flows from the hands of those who mistreat it into the hands of those who treat it well. Can you get this? That is why you never catch me rumpling money. No, you rumple money. You don't make it. Hey. They all neat, nice, arranged. You know why? Because I want more of it. Hello, somebody. There's a spirit of money. Can you handle this? I use it well. I don't just go, you know, you go and all this. I mean, I'm not against culture. For some of us, all these obscene things we do with money. Well, you end up with none of it. Praise the Lord. Money has to be budgeted. Has to be monitored and managed. It's not just making it. That's just one third of money. There's the managing it and multiplying it. Did you hear what I just said? Only foolish people earn a hundred thousand naira a month, and somebody offers you one hundred and ten thousand, and you just leave and go. That's stupid. You got to stop. What are you asking me to do for 110,000? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't consider it. But I'm, I'm, but I'm just letting you, you could be going from bad to worse. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's not just making it, that's one third. Managing it, multiplying it. Watching where your money go, budgeting your money. Very important. These are all elementary basic things that you need to understand so that you can end up with more. Money does not primarily result from, from, from emergency prayers. Oh God, I wish I had time. 
If that was the, if, if, if money was the result of prayers, then the richest people on earth were prayer warriors. You know that's not true. Elon Musk is not a prayer warrior. Hello, somebody. It's the result of careful principles that are practiced. Just like the law of gravity, it will work in Africa, work in Canada, work in America, work in India, work in Australia. Careful principles. That's why rich men everywhere have the same habits. And all you need to do is learn the habits. And wealth will be yours too. Say amen somebody. So you have to learn to budget. You're telling your money where to go. Because if you don't tell your money where to go, it will go and you won't know where it went. Praise the Lord. Oh, all the money you've earned this year alone. Where did all this money go? Because you refuse to tell it where to go. And it's currency. It will go somewhere. It will go. It will go. Praise the Lord. And if you're reckless with money, money will flow. No matter how much you make. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And the cardinal thing for you to understand about money. I said it yesterday. Money does not change you. The money you have has nothing to do with you getting to heaven. Jesus paid the price for all of that. But it has everything to do with your children calling you a good father or a good mother. Do you still love me? Or your wife saying you're a good husband. Good husband is not just by fasting and praying and speaking in tongues. That's important. But you need to do more. You forget her birthday, am I right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. No matter how spiritual he, she is, spirits will drain quick, quick. Are you feeling me? You don't get more by praying. Primarily, occasionally, God will allow that to happen because He's a merciful God. He will He will supernaturally intervene. God to do that. You prayed and God supernaturally intervened. That's not how God designed it to be normally. No. That's just an act of mercy of God. God did not design for us to live our lives by miracles. Oh God. Can you handle this Kingsville? He did design for us to live our lives by blessings and principles. Not miracles, principles. Praise the Lord. So it's you learning the principles and doing the principles. You get more from God by using well that which you have now. He says in Ephesians chapter 1 that God dispenses his, his grace and wisdom with prudence. God is a prudent God. He's not a wasteful God. Praise the Lord. So when you use the one he's giving you now, 
you qualify for more. There are many things you have you didn't pray for. There are many things you will get you don't need to pray for. Just by you applying the principles will make the finances flow. Say amen somebody. I want to share with you this morning four facets for your giving. Four facets or four phases for your giving. Number one, your giving must be systematic. It is what we call the tithe. After you finish writing, I want you to look at me. Look at me a little bit. Tithe is not 10%. Some of you have been giving 10% you wonder why am I not getting results. Tithe is the first 10 You don't give God what's left. You give God what's right. You don't give God what's wrong. You give God what's right. You don't give God what's last. You give God what's first. Let me explain. You earn a hundred thousand naira a month. You pay your gas thing. Last year I was saying twenty thousand. I've updated quickly. I'm a full-fledged Nigerian now. Praise the Lord. You pay your, you pay for fuel, 5,000. You pay school fees, uh, 10, the children's school fees, 10,000. Somebody pray for the boy. Pray for the boy too. I, I, I am updating, but the file is still loading slowly, loading slowly. The Wi-Fi is slow, you know. You pray for your for your groceries twenty five thousand. You pray for your hair fifteen thousand. You pray for your nails. I know I've already missed it somewhere. I know. Then you come to Kingsville and we're receiving the giving, and then you 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 pay ten thousand or you you uh, what do you guys do that thing? You wire ten thousand your from your bank thing transfer transfer ten thousand. No no no, you've not tithed. All you did was give a Naira equivalent of your tithe. Because it's not the money that's the issue with God. It's the principle. The tithe is as soon as you get the money. The first ten. Please get it. I don't know any Christian millionaire that is not a faithful tither. If you know, come and introduce them to me. I don't know any. That's not a faithful, not just, oh, I'm in an emergency. I'm going to tithe this morning. No, no. Faithful, bring you all the tithes, he said, to my storehouse. That there may be meat or food or nourishment in my house. Of your increase, that's not your salary, that's your, that's not just your salary, that's your increase. 
whether it's from real estate or from crypto or from stocks, you telling God whatever. Um, it's a covenant. Covenant! That however you choose to bless me. I was born and raised Muslim. I used to share the same bunk bed with your precious pastor in school. Almost 40 years ago. I was his, this is your pastor, pray for him. I was a senior and a Muslim boy. I think I used to stay on top. You'd be under, and he'd be telling me about Jesus. What's wrong with this boy? He knows that the son of Elijah is telling me about Jesus. And even at that time, even though I didn't want to hear because my philosophy is the same God and we also and all that. I didn't want to hear. But I was, I was intrigued by his boldness. How dare you tell me about you, this junior boy? <laughs> and those are part of the things that ev- eventually culminated in me being harvested later. Say amen, somebody. Never, ever, ever undervalue the power of a seed. Seed is powerful. When I got born again, my first year in medical school in Diaraba, as a Muslim boy, my, my, my feeding allowance for a month was a hundred naira. I just want you to think where we came from. 100 naira. And my father, he should tell me, I'm never going to give you more because I don't want you to carry my money to the church. So if you like, give, carry your money to the church, you will starve. So you tell me. And out of that 100 naira, I will still tithe. Today, by the grace of God, my payroll, I have about 100 people in the mini hospital. We have, you saw the, the, the montage first black man in the state of Texas have opened a mini hospital. I didn't, we didn't even know that until a few years ago. 22 doctors and staff, about 25 RNs. My, my payroll in a month is about 300,000, not Naira. 300,000 US dollars that I have to pay people every month as salary. So you know, I cannot be here because I want your Naira. I say that in all humility, but I say it without, an, without any apology. It cannot be because I want your Naira that I'm here. I'm here because there's more than enough room at the top for all of us. And to let you know, just as faithful as I was with 100 Naira, now as God has passed much, much more through my hands, I understand the first 10 belongs to him. I'm sharing that because for some of us who have never been in it, the devil is lying to you that if I died, I would die. You won't. I know because he told me that those days too. Just food money, I would die if I die. I'm still here. I didn't die. I'm so glad. I didn't listen to that wicked devil. Give me Hebrews chapter 7 verse 8. Hebrews 7 verse 8. Let's look at the word. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 7 verse 8. Praise the Lord. Look at what he said. Now, now, if you like, take your New Testament from Matthew or take it from Acts. I read it for you this morning. 
if Hebrews, if you are saying Hebrews after Micah, please wait after service. We need to pray for you. <laughs> this is Hebrews. Of course, right of Hebrews, who I believe to be Paul, and if you see, you know, you see many of the typology of the Old Testament. Look at what Paul said. Here, mortal men, they what? They what? They used to receive that. They, they were receiving tithe in the Old Testament. Stop listening to all these fools who tell you Jesus and his disciples never tithe. Jesus and his disciples, they were Jewish boys. Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. He was a Jewish rabbi. The reason why all of the 12 disciples he chose were Jewish is not because Jesus was a racist. It is because that is what he had to do because he was operating under the old covenant. You cannot have a new covenant until the death of a testator. The new covenant was only, only went into effect. Covenant, will, testament, the same thing. My father wrote a will when he was alive. As long as he was alive, that will was a legal valid document, but was not enforceable. It was only when after he died that we could enforce the document. Same thing here. So how a Jewish rabbi and Jewish boys did not tithe is like saying my son never went to church. He didn't have a choice. He's a PK. Or Megan never went to church. They tell you, there's no way in the Bible I say, Jesus went to toilet. So Jesus never went to toilet. Why Why are you falling for such foolishness? And the writer of Hebrew tell us, because this was ongoing when this was written. Here, mortal men, present participle, receive. So I don't understand where all the erroneous, fallacious doctrine came from. Look, look, if we have, if we have Matthew twenty-three, verse twenty-three in the NLT, do we have it in the NLT? Yes, give it to me in the NLT, please. Oh God, I'm running out of time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You could tell that one hit me. Eh? Because let me explain to you, God's ingenious way is, you know God is a covenant God, you know that. It is not your job to take care of you, that's God's job. But you do have a job. Your job is to take care of his business. How well you take care of God's house is how well God is going to take care of your house. If you take care of God's house first class, God will take care of your house first class. The reason why many of us are struggling is because we are trying to do God's job. Stop! Do yours! God will do his. Your job is to care for his house. Care for his kingdom. His job is to care for you. Praise the Lord. How terrible it would be for you teachers of religious law and you for us as hypocrites. For you are careful to tithe even tiniest part of your income. For you ignore the important things of the Lord, justice, mercy, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe. Yes. Let me tell three people that. Tell them. Hear what Jesus said. Tell them. You should tithe. Yes. What here don't you understand? Praise the Lord. 
I don't want to go Old Testament on you because now you say, Old Testament, that's not my portion of the Old Testament. But when we're singing uh, the seed, arm of the seed, that one, you join us, that's your portion. When COVID hit, you were quoting Psalm 91. That one is New Testament, Abby. Deliver me from the snare of the fowler and the noisome peddler. You quickly plot it, but when it comes to tight, who are we fooling? You want the blessing, but you don't want the responsibility. No, it does not work like that. Yes, you are the seed of Abraham. Abraham was a tither. He introduced tithing to us. Because that's how we connect to the covenant blessing of prosperity. Praise the Lord. God's ingenious plan is that he put the funding of his work... In your obedience, at your hands. So that the funding of your life, it has his hands. Praise the Lord. We talk about having faith in God. The scriptures talk about God having faith in us. We talk about having an inheritance in Christ. Paul was telling us in Ephesians chapter 1, God having an inheritance in us is a covenant. So God's ingenious plan is not that the politicians, not that the wicked men, not that, not that the, 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 you know, the unrighteous businessmen will fund his gospel. No! But he put the mercy of his work at the obedience of his people. So that when his people obey, he will reciprocate, reciprocity, the love reciprocity, reciprocity, he will fund your house. The reason why Satan attacks giving is because he wants to stop the funding of God's work and stop the funding of your life. Get it! Praise the Lord. Do you still love me? First Corinthians 16 verse 2. God, I gotta move. First Corinthians 16 verse 2. Verse 2. Look at it and amplify it. Verse 2, look at it and amplify. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 16, verse 2. Look at this. Praise the Lord. The first day of each week. Someone say first. <clears throat> Let each one of you personally put aside something. Watch this. And save it up. As he has prospered in proportion to what he's given. The principle of the tithe. In proportion. It's just offering. And so somebody who has 100,000, somebody who has 100 million, it's okay for both of them just to drop 100,000. Come on. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe we have a better covenant than the Old Testament? Anytime I'm asking you a question, our church people will tell you I'm trying to catch you. So it's a better covenant we have. Jesus said, to whom much is given, much is expected. Is that true? Good. Why will God ask for 2,000 from the people he gave 20,000 and then ask for whatever you feel from the people he gave 20 billion? Because nobody argues about the fact that tithing is, is oh God, I wish I had time. New Testament, uh, Old Testament, nobody argues about it. But why will God require them to tithe? 
when they had a much worse covenant. And then we that have a much better covenant. Anybody, any preacher who is only telling you about what God will do for you. Without telling you about what you should do for God. is lying to you. He's deceiving you. That's not the whole gospel. Yes, we should tell you what God will do for you. But please understand, it is a covenant. And there's some things you cannot get from God until you learn what you're supposed to do back and you're obedient in doing it. Oh God. Do you still love me? So this is it's the principle in the same proportion as he has prospered. It's the principle of the tithe. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what it's based on. Hallelujah. So I said, number one, your giving must be systematic. Number two, your giving spontaneous. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. Let, let us do good. Let's, let's, let's look at it in the, in the, in the, we can look at it in NLT. Galatians 6 verse 10. Let's look at it in NLT. Praise the Lord. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, somebody shout opportunity. Say it again, say opportunity. Say it one more time, say opportunity. God says when your brother or your sister is in need and you have the ability to meet that need, it's an opportunity you should not miss. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christians, brothers and sisters, especially to those who are in the house. When you walk with the Lord, the Lord will show you the sister that's two rows in front of you to the right, that's believing God for something. God will tell you, get her bank account number and wire her one million. It will not be an issue because first of all, you will have much more than one million. It will not be an issue because you know God will refund much more than one million. Praise the Lord. I was saying yesterday that all God has to get you your miracle is people, men. And God is looking for men who he's going to use as miracle disbursers. The answers to people's prayers. God is looking for us, the men. Because he can't use angels. So when you're doing that, God will use you on larger scale. And when he trusts you, he will bring the finances to you in huger level. Because now I can trust him to be my money distributor. How many wants to join us? Wealth distributors. Finances, finance funders to help meet the need of humanity, the humanity that is so needful. God is not looking for people who want to get it and spend it all on themselves. That's selfish. 
That's not the gospel. That's not God. Praise the Lord. He's looking for people who he will use to fund and, 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 and finance and be a blessing to people. And when you start demonstrating that at the level you're on now, he will move it to greater levels because to God, this money is just nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So I said, your giving must be systematic. The tithe. Your giving, your giving must be systematic. The tithe. Your giving must be spontaneous. Your giving must be strategic. <coughs> strategic. Popular story there in Second, second Samuel chapter 24. Without time, I, I can't read it. David counted the people ostensibly in disobedience to God. God was mad. Send the prophet Gad to him. Tell him he has three choices. Praise the Lord. He said either your enemies chasing you all about for in three months or seven years of famine or, or, or three days of pestilence. David thought he was smart. You know he was never going to choose his enemy chasing him all over the place. You knew that was out of the question. So he went for the smartest one. He said three days. He took the three days. First day, 70,000 people died. David said, God, we got to retalk this thing. He meets the prophet. He met a guy who has a threshing floor. Guy wanted to give it to him for free. David said, no, I refuse to give God that which cost me nothing. He came from that chapter. Say that with me. I refuse to give God that which cost me nothing. Say, I refuse to give God that which cost me nothing. You know why? He's the God that gave me that which cost him everything. The father gave me his son. The son gave me his life. Say it with me again. I refuse to give God that which cost me nothing. He buys the threshing floor. Sacrifices to God. God stopped the plague. May God stop the plague in your house. May God stop the plague in your house. God will stop the plague in your house. There's no need blaming the devil. Some of the hardships and turmoils that we face is because of our foolish decisions or disobedience. We just messed up. No need you lying. Just agree, Lord, I messed up. That's what David did. He messed up. He had nothing to do with the devil. No, no, devil, you messed up. But thank God for his mercy. But understand that with your giving, you can stop the plague. Somebody may be having a legal problem in here. And you think the end is over. God sent me to tell you, he's still God and he cares for you. And God will stop that plague. You just be obedient to him. Say amen somebody. So that's a principle you must learn. So we said your giving must be number what? what number number one what? Systematic. Your giving must be what? Your giving must be what? Last but not the least. Your giving must be sacrificial. What is sacrificial giving? That is the giving that as long as you live, you will never forget. <laughs> When is our midweek service? Wednesday? Wednesday. 
If I ask you, how much did you give on the fourth Wednesday in 2018, in April? You don't remember. Me too, I don't remember. You know why? It wasn't a sacrifice. (laughs) If it's a sacrifice, thank God, God does not ask for sacrifice every time. But if you walk with him, he will ask for sacrifice every now and again. You know that song, I am the friend of God. You, you guys singing the King's View, right? We sing that grace. And people are singing that. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. I wonder if people know what they are singing, Pastor Paul. Because the greatest need for friendship is for you to feel me, for you to be like me. If you are calling yourself friend of God, the God who gave you his son, one day will ask for your son. <laughs> The year was 2012. Our New York church. You know, we built the first, we bought the first New York building, bought it, paid it off. The Houston building, we built it, paid it off. This one, God said, you're going to pay it without mortgage. I know that's not a testimony here in, in, you know, in Africa. Where I come from, 95% of people, 99% of people have mortgage. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God said, you're not going to do it with the mortgage. Five million dollars. I thought I was going to die. Five million. How are we going to do it? Even thinking about it now is just still just shocking to me. And God said, you're going to start by giving the first hundred thousand dollars. Listen, if you check all my ancestry, go to the 14th generation. Then go to the 14th generation after that. And go to the 14th. And then you add everything that we give. You know, reach anywhere near 100,000. Not Naira. Because you're going to give that in one check. I literally don't. <laughs> I know what it is. I said, God, if it is you, I want it to rain in Houston for the next one year. <laughs> I said, this has got to be my flesh, man. God said, will you shut up? Number one, you know it cannot be the devil because the devil won't tell you, give no 100,000. Number one, you because you know, I come from the part of Africa where we don't like to part with money. We don't like to part with money. Because you know it cannot be your flesh because that's your Ejebu flesh. You will never tell you to give 100,000 kingdom of God. I said, yeah, Mugbe. You remember that the last Sunday in March or the first fruit, last Sunday in March. She nudged me. Pray for this woman right here. Because she she's not for the Lord, she will give everything away. <laughs> I was, Have you prayed the first fruit? I said, okay, okay, okay. I'm writing that I'm shaking, I'm sweating, I'm shaking. I'm... Tells you, everything, oh, cheerful giver. They really have not given sacrificial. Yes, there's cheerful giver. There's those who bring precious food weeping. There's weeping giving. The good news is they will come back rejoicing. You will come back rejoicing. This was no cheerful giving, nothing. The ushers at Kingsville are born again. They're spirit-filled. They listen to God. You know, we take our confession, listen to the Father. They listen to God. The ushers at Grace, I'm not sure those people are born again. Let me explain. Let me, I said I'm not sure. 
I said, I'm not sure. Is my right to be sure or not sure now? That year, what they did to me in 2012. Because, Pastor Paul, I thought it was going to be like Abraham, Isaac, because of sacrifice. And as the man was wondering, God said, Abraham, stop your hand. So I thought, as I released it, they will hear God. I'm just testing him, going back and giving back his. <laughs> yes, you can't hear God. I need to take this confession. They can listen to the man. They were giving, you know, we pastor giving, putting here, I put the thing inside. I saw the thing going, going, going. That thing, I said, this thing is going, you know. It goes, I said, go, go, go. That thing went. The next year, God will give us the emergency room. In one year, in one year, what we made was about five times what I had made as an emergency room doctor in 15 years. As I'm telling you, I'm trembling. So I'm thinking, what if I had said no? What if I said no? So I know what it is. God is saying to give what's in your hand. Without you seeing what he's in his hand. Now, that was 2012. From that year, 2012, there has never been any Sunday in the year that at least we did not write a check of at least 100,000 from 2012. What was a sacrifice in this year we wrote about 250,000. What was a sacrifice in that year has now become an offering today. God will do that for you. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to him, somebody. Talk to him, somebody. It's his will to bless you. It's his desire to bless you. He's just waiting for your obedience. He's waiting for you to get the principle. Understand the why. It's not because he needs it. It's not because the church needs it. It's because of God, what he wants to do with you, through you, in you. That's what, that's what this is about. He wants you to get it. And this is not about you doing an emergency thing and let me try. No, 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 no. Whatever is not done of faith is sin. We don't try this. That's why it does not work because you're trying. No! It is a lifestyle, a decision, a dedication, a commitment to the God who gave you his life. Open up your mouth and talk to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not God. So I do not have the right to tell you how much you ought to give. But all I am today is the ministry of Mary that whatever he asks you to do, do it. I shared my story with you so you could see what is possible. This God we serve, he's such a real God. Something is wrong if I trust him with my soul and I cannot trust him with my gold. Something is wrong if I believe God about heaven and I don't believe him about money. 
Why will I believe that he will take me to heaven? Because he said so. And I can't believe what he said about money. That he said so. Hallelujah. Open up your mouth and talk to him. God graced me to tell my story. He will grace you to tell yours. We are waiting to hear yours. We are waiting to hear yours. Hallelujah. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Prayer is a dialogue. It's not just a monologue. As you talk to him, he will talk back to you. He cares about you. He cares about your well-being. He cares about your future. He's interested in your assignment. He's concerned about your vision. That's why he has me here today. To let you know provision for that vision. Because no matter how grand, how wonderful, how noble, how altruistic the vision is, it cannot get done without provision. Some of us, we have amazing ministry that's in our heart. You want to help single mothers. You want to help orphans. You want to help widows. You want to help, you want to help people, you know, that are less privileged. God has put it in your hand, but money has been a constraint. That's why God has me have this. Not because you're selfish or self-centered or so that you could drive a G-Wagon or nothing is necessarily wrong with that but so that you can learn the principle and understand because it is in you fulfilling the vision that contentment comes the contentment that your soul craves for will only occur by you fulfilling the vision in your soul hallelujah 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 Oh, Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord. I hear the Spirit of God say, I want you to wash this with a sound of celebration and rejoicing. Did you hear what I just said? God said, I want my people to dance and rejoice. Not just because of what I've done or what I'm doing, but because of what they know I will do. Paul said, when you come to God, he said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayers and supplications and what? With thanksgiving. You know what? When you ask me for anything, you have to wait till I give it to you before you say thank you. Why? Because I'm a man. When you ask God for anything, God said, never leave my presence without thanking me because I'm not a man. I am God. I am limitless. And you know there's nothing. Oh, oh, choir, come and help me. Choir, come and help me. I want somebody to rejoice like you don't care. I want somebody to rejoice like you've lost your mind. I want somebody to rejoice like you get it. I want somebody to rejoice like you know that you know that you know that this is my time. This is my year. This is my hour. This is my moment. This is my opportunity. He is like a Mary today. 